Welcome back. Week, no, no, day, day, not week. We're talking day number nine, and we're about to get into some grunty stuff about me really changing my life and quitting my job and things like that. But before we get there, I want to take you through a couple of stories that I'm going to weave into one to show you again how I was making dumb decisions and trying to make smart ones at the same time and then a little bit of a funny one uh, or a bit of a a moment where life could have been different uh, in the future should this have worked out my way. But one thing that I haven't told you about is that during these years of so probably my uh, 20s and even before I was 20, I I was always fascinated by the stock market and I learned about it in economics in sixth form, seventh form I think, so year 12, year 13 and I thought I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that and I started uh, researching the stock market and I think that's part of why I wanted to be an accountant because I thought they get paid heaps of money and they know heaps about the stock market which they probably don't. Uh, probably both of those things, but I guess accountants do get paid really well, to be fair, um, you know, if, you, if you're good at it, just like anything. Now, I started looking at what shares I'd want to buy, and all through my 20s, what I would do is instead of saving money, I would, uh, I would buy shares, and I'd buy five grand in Auckland Airport, or one grand, or two grand, and all these different things, but I would always go and get the money back out, and it would cost me 30 bucks to buy them, 30 bucks to sell them. So really with a thousand bucks, I was needing a 3% gain just to make back the 30 bucks it was costing me to buy them and then another 3% to make back the 30 bucks when I was going to sell them. So because I had bad habits of money and couldn't really manage my money well, I was then needing to dip into the funds that I had. And I had access to them, but um, I was less than 18 when I signed up for this broking account, right? So I was really thinking about this shit before I was even 18. And now people are just getting into shares over the last couple of couple of years. But I was hunting out ways I could do it when I was a, a young fella before those technologies were even around. So I had to get mama to sign uh, some consent that would allow me to do that. And so it was kind of like jointly our account. And then once I became old enough, I could take her off of it. But even to this day, I've never changed the bank account that the proceeds go to. So if I sell shares, I have to be like, hi, mum, I've sold some shares. Can you send me the money? Yeah, cheers. Good on you. Um... That's just probably me being lazy and not doing some more admin. But again, the same thing. I would buy shares and I would not have enough friction between me and the money and I'd make poor life choices and I'd dig into it. So I was learning again as I got later in life. It's like, that didn't work. Like, how come I could buy shares that could sit in the share market and I'd be disciplined for a little while, but then I would go and... Um, you know, I'd go and get it. And I think there's a lesson here because that's the ease at which you can access the money that you've got in sharesies. Now, bear in mind that when I was doing this, it wasn't fashionable for younger people to be buying stocks because interest rates are a bit higher. So, you know, people that were smarter or the, the general public would be buying a term deposit. So they would be giving the bank their 10 grand or their five grand in savings and saying, do not give this back to me for six months and... I'll collect 5% interest or 4 or 3 or whatever it was. And so you'd do that and you'd pay your tax on it, off you go. But you couldn't get your cash for that time period. I'm like, I'm smarter than these people. I could get a better return in the share market. And I got a real brutal lesson, I think, too, back then because I had some Auckland Airport shares. And one day I looked and they just went up. I'm like, wow, what's going on here? 
And a Canadian pension fund had decided to buy Auckland Airport. And the word had got around, and they were making an offer, basically, say the shares were worth $2, they were saying, we're going to pay $3 for each of the shares. So then naturally the share price goes up because people are like, well, I'm going to get some before they get close to the $3 because I'm still going to make money regardless. But I can't remember exactly what happened, but the the government at the time, which I think was a fairly sure, 98 99.39% sure it was Labour, uh, binned it and were like, no, we're not letting you sell the airport. And I remember thinking as a young person, what the fuck? I've invested my money into this business and it's got nothing to do with the government but then the government have said, no, you can't do that. And when they said, no, you can't do that, what do you think happened to the share price? I'm like, how, does, is this how life really works? The government actually decides on what can and can't be done? And fast forward to today, you're probably sitting there shaking your head going, yes, yes, Luke. Yes, that's exactly how the world works. And as much as I like to say, you know, get in control of the things you can control, that, that's why I've learned that, you know, because there's some things you just cannot control and there's some things that will really frustrate you in life, but you will just, you'll f- as David Seymour, I think, says, fight the power. When, when we got in trouble uh, once for our racing side of things, he was like, that sounds ridiculous. Fight the power, boys. Um... And there will be times in your life where there's just fucking nothing you can do about it. Now, regardless of whether you, where you sit for with vaccines, for instance, that's basically then been forced upon people to do that. And there'll be people that agree with that, and there'll be people that disagree with that, and then there'll be some people that are just like, well, look, I don't really care enough to have a viewpoint, so I'm just going to get on with it. And doesn't matter where you sit on that scale. It just is an example of how your control does get taken from you in various moments of your life. And it does suck. And it can be one of those things where you go, well, why do I bother? But ultimately, I see that as giving up and just being like beaten down eventually. So I could have made a choice as a young fella when that was happening and going like, you know, I'm done with the stocks, with share market, like this is bullshit, I can't believe that I've made this great decision and someone else has come along and gone, yeah, let's buy that airport, that is a good asset, well done to all the current shareholders that figured that out, we're going to buy it off them, we think it's valued at this, so therefore these people are going to get a premium, and the government go, uh-uh, we don't want to see offshore people owning our major international airport, forget about it, and they block it. And you know that's that's what can happen, but... We've just got to get past these things and just carry on. And so I didn't let that stop me being uh, the... Yeah, I didn't yeah, let it stop me ever investing again, I guess is what I'm, what I'm saying there. But you will encounter times in your life where life just isn't fair and you just can't make sense of it. And you're like, how the hell has this happened? And, you know, what's going on here? But that, that was sort of a real big wake-up call for me in some of those early years. But... Take you to university times where then in very first year of university, so I still would have been either 17 or 18, I'd um, still been researching the share market, of course, and I said to my uh, mate, Josh, I said, mate, I've got one here. I've got a stock I reckon we can buy. And he's like, I'm up for it. I'll get my course-related costs. 
uh, I'll wire you the cash, let's go 50-50. And we, I think we put in 500 bucks each, and we put $500 each, so $1,000, uh, into a, a business called A2 Milk. Now, this would have been 15, 17 years ago. 17, is that right? A long time ago, anyway. We were young lads, 17, 18. I was, he was a year older than me. And uh, it was 10 cents to buy a share in A2 Milk. And we thought we were God's gift to the share market when not too long later, we looked and it was 40 cents. I said, mate, we're selling this, these shares. We have just absolutely clocked the share market. How good are we? And we pulled four grand out. And basically, I thought I'll probably bin this uni shit off and should just start my own investment company because I'm so good at this that everyone's going to want to give me their cash and I'll just invest in the share market for people for the rest of my life. Now, the next day we logged in and the shares were 80 cents. That was niggly. We were out by then, so tough times. But anyway, we, uh, we took that cash and what do you think we did with it? Well... Given we were very, very smart, we actually started a longer-term investment fund and that is now worth $80,000 that we're going to both leave to our children to pay for their education for the rest of their lives and hopefully their retirement. No, we took it to the pub and we rinsed it. Yeah, that's what happened. We blew the lot. Classic, same behaviour, but I'm fast. I'm taking you back 10 years from some of these earlier stories now. And we rinsed, we rinsed our two grand each or whatever it was. Yeah, 500 bucks into two, two grand. And it was gone. Do you think we repaid the um, course-related costs that we were using to buy laptops with? Laptops, eh? No, of course we didn't. So some pub owner in Palmerston North really benefited from the A2 milk increase. But anyway, from there, I was uh, very intrigued by A2 milk. And my thinking was, hmm, if more people believe that if they drink this healthier type of milk and I could see I often look at like consumer behavior and trends and what people are going to do in the future and think where's it, where's the world going and I thought if people enough people believe this science they will um you know they will believe that they should be buying this milk and then if they can do it in Australia then they might be able to clock China and this would just be something we want to be involved in anyway now I'll take you back so forward to when I'm in uh, Taranaki and I've brought my house by this stage, so I've got my KiwiSaver, and I, I can't do anything with it anymore, right? Because I've used it, so I'm not going to be able to touch that money for 40 years. So I'm going looking, figuring out, right, how can I get my KiwiSaver into A2 Milk? And I find this fund that allows you to pick what stocks you want. And I fire off an email to Craig's Investments. They've got a product called Self Select. And I say, hey, I want to I wanna use you guys for my KiwiSaver and I want to self-select where I want my KiwiSaver to go. Oh, yeah, of course you can, Luke. Fill out these forms and we'll write to your current provider, which I think was the bank, and we'll take the money from them and we'll invest it into the shares that you choose. And you just need to tell us which shares and at what percentage. So this was literally the sophistication of my KiwiSaver run by Luke Kimmies, share market extraordinaire. I'm like, well, I just want it in three shares. They're like, three you want your entire KiwiSaver which is probably only 15 grand or something anyway I think it might have been 20 uh, that I had left over because you couldn't pull everything out to buy this house and so I said well you um 
you can't really do that. You, you probably need to be diversified a bit more. And I'm like, okay, well, here's some others. And then they said, well, what's a- ATM? And I'm like, well, it's going to be an ATM. I said, oh, that's A2 Milk. And they came back and said, oh, sorry, that's, um, that's not on our safe list that we recommend that share investors get into. Now, at the time, the shares were 40 cents from memory. And I basically had to go back to them and say, oh, well, that's a bugger. So basically, the, the whole purpose of me doing this was to be able to buy these A2 Milk shares. And, and I couldn't. So I put it into uh, a number of different stocks. But um, yeah, that was, that was another lesson. Probably do your research before going through all of this admin. Anyway, some of you will be familiar with A2 Milk. It became the darling of the stock market because it got right up to $21.60 in the middle of 2020. Of course, uh, it, the shit's really hit the fan for that business and they've ended up sitting down around the 5 to $6 mark for the, the last year, basically, or last sort of nine months. But um, what I wanted to do was invest a portion of my KiwiSaver into A2 Milk. And if I was able to do that, I my KiwiSaver would have gone from basically $0.40 cents right through to the point at which I probably, you know, when would I have sold it out? I would like to say that, you know, of course I would have sold it at $21, but that's a lie. I probably would have got it to $4 and been like, holy shit, man, this is just too good to be true. I've 10 next my my KiwiSaver or portion of my KiwiSaver. I should change it. But um, no, I, I couldn't do that. So I never actually got any more A2 Milk shares. And um, I, yeah, I, but what, what it did teach me is that I loosely knew what I was looking for. And the way I was thinking, there could be merit to it. And that's a lesson in itself. You know, if you can continue to repeat good decision making, then why not back yourself? Now then, another instance of similar type of thinking is someone would say, well, that's a fluke, mate. You've just, you've just picked one thing and what bullshit. But Zero was an accounting software that when I was working in the accounting space, it was starting to, to come into the industry. And that was the the new sort of the technology that was coming through and most people in our industry, they were hating it and, oh, I don't want to change to this shit and blah, blah, blah. And I sort of thought, well, if this thing like, takes off, this could, be, this could be anything. But long story short, I, I had an order in to buy some of these shares. Like they, were, they were trading in the dollars, basically, uh, a long time ago. And I had an order in to buy some at $5.00. And they were five twenty, I think, and I was waiting for them to drop back down below five bucks, and my my order would have gone through. Well, those shares ended up being worth one hundred and fifty five dollars eighty at the peak of the market, right through twenty twenty one. Basically, they got back up there as well. That's Australian dollars, but my they never got back to five dollars, so I never got them. But I guess where you can tie this to a couple of stories I've already told you is that I couldn't make some of these decisions in the next windows of my life because I was out there being a fuckwit. Now, I say that to take the piss out of myself and, and give myself a smack around the ears because imagine if I could have, instead of putting 15 grand back to Westpac for the sinful decisions I'd made, had three investments of $5,000 and three things that I might like. Perhaps I would have had five grand and zero, five grand and, or two lots of five grand and something that failed. Well, what would that five grand um, of $5 shares be worth 
or even $10 by that stage or even 20 be worth in the future if I was able to hold on to those. So what I'm trying to paint for you is this is what happens when you continue to make shit decisions and waste money is you forego the opportunity to make better ones. And even when I was trying, going, well, KiwiSaver, I can't use it for 40 years. How can I make it work for me? I was trying all the right things. Then I've got Craig's going, nah, forget about, about it, mate. What are you thinking? But a portion of that money that I did put in there was Fisher and Paykel Healthcare. Now, Fisher and Paykel Healthcare is just another example of a stock that has done really, really well. So the stock market has always fascinated me and every day I work in business and I think about business and I see smaller business owners and I study what people are doing and I get fascinated by their behaviour and I get fascinated by what they say versus what they do and I get fascinated by how stupid I used to be and the things that I would say versus what I would do and all these things. So I have had some wins along the way via buying shares but Now, shares of this excitement gambling machine with pastel colours and easy money in, money out, and, um, you know, probably everyone was adopting shares as an example when the market was really, really bubbly. But, again, that was a short window of time. You need to think about these things over a longer window of time and see what your relationship is with it. Maybe... You want to be investing, but you've got bad habits where you keep digging back into it and pulling that money back out. Well, what do do we need to fix on the other side of that? Are you off on the weekend buying bloody lazy boys? Are you off financing a bed? Are you uh, buying things that you don't need? Are you being too frivolous with your money because you know, oh, I've got three grand in my sharesies, I'll just use that. I'll transfer 500 bucks back on Monday and that's all good. But what's going to happen when in 10 years' time you look back you're recording a podcast or whatever the content format is by then teaching people how you know what that 500 bucks would have been worth if I didn't dig into it did you think it was worth the 20 Jager bombs that you brought thinking you were a hero on a stag do and then you've had to transfer that out on a Monday to be able to cover that bill you know so this hopefully ties back for you why some of the things I was doing were silly because really I had the skills and I had the smarts and I had the capability to be making the correct decisions, but I didn't have the right habits, and I didn't have the right behaviours, and I keep repeating the shit cycle of the use of my money. So there you go. There's a couple of stories about stocks, and how I got it right, and how I got it wrong. Good luck to all those people that are investing at A2 Milk. Still, I see they're only around five bucks. I stopped looking into it, to be fair. I kind of, I let that one go when exactly what I ha- thought would happen uh, did happen, and that it would start to get adopted by more and more people and we'd become a, a, a society a lot more worried about our health and finding ways to be able to do that. And, and there was a, a huge uptake in that share for a long time. What I always found funny was when Craig's would send out publications talking about how uh, amazing A2 Milk had been for their customers, yet it was underneath their nose for a lot longer than they even realised. But anyway... Maybe I fluked that one. But what it's done is it's given me confidence to keep studying and figure out what else, Luke? What else could you spot? Where's the next opportunity? And can you back yourself? Can you trust the process? And can you stay disciplined to be able to do those things over a long amount of time rather than drawing it out and rinsing it and buying another king-size bed and the linen that goes with it? See you tomorrow.